Ah, yes, waiter. Yeah, that's correct. Two bottles. Two more bottles of your finest for stall. Thank you. All right, we're going there. We're going there. Isaiah, Dodgecoin has made me a rich man. It's on me. Can I get some shares? Oh, Oh, dude. Oh, we're sinking. Yeah, Isaiah, you're going to have to... Never mind. You're going to have to split this. Uh, waiter. Oh, he cracked open the bottles already. Waiter. Let's just leave. Waiter. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to episode 25 of the only podcast in Rialto, California that has interviewed an Emmy Award winner. This is Come Sit With Us. I'm Mark Flores. And I'm Isaiah Martinez. See, I was able to find a subcategory that puts us in rarefied air. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to say award Emmy Award winning podcast because it's not, but I wanted to tag in Emmy Award winner that way it kind of sounds like sentence. we won something. Yeah, in the sentence. At least it's there. For you first-time listeners, uh, thank you for sitting with us. And for those returning, welcome back. Come Sit With Us is a podcast that takes on various topics from the supernatural to current events. And we discuss these as if you were sitting with us over drinks and with conversation. Now, on to the show. Isaiah, how you doing? doing fine man i'm doing fine how about you i'm doing good i felt yesterday kind of took a big gigantic toll on me and i say that because for the first time in a long time i actually uh, while this truck is roaring by us it looks like we're doing this in the middle of the street uh sounds like it anyway for the first time in a long time i actually had a heart-to-heart conversation with someone and told them how i felt about them and it whoa, was whoa. so it was very emotionally emotionally taxing for me uh-huh. because I don't really get down to that level every mm-hmm. so often. Mm-hmm. So it, yesterday I was tired. Like, you know how, how long was you, the conversation? Huh? How long was the conversation? Uh, a couple hours. Oh, yeah. A couple hours. A couple hours over coffee. Luckily, it was uh, good company, but it was still. Just one of those things where I had to get a lot off my chest and I just had to get down down to earth and had to be real. Mm-hmm. And when when has when was the last time you've been like that? I mean, to the point mm-hmm. where it was like emotionally just I will exhausting for you. Um I the 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 one that comes to mind is where you know, I was uh it was at work and uh, somebody that I had met, um, became kind of like a good friend of mine and we were good friends. And then at, the, at a certain point to me, I started kind of liking that person. I don't know how they felt. Sometimes they would show that they did like me, but you know, I don't, I don't really know. So there was a point where I wanted to like kind of ask and see, because that's the only way you're going to really know. Um, and so uh, I just, I didn't know how to really go about it, but um, we were just talking one day and um, I had to just kind of just threw it out there and, um, and I think I kind of, kind of shocked her a little bit, you know, cause I don't think she was expecting that. Um, and, and the thing that was different though, is we didn't have like a long conversation, right? Cause I just kind of threw it out there. And I think it kind of caught her off guard on what to, on what to do or what to say, I guess. And I just left it there. I just like, I just threw it out there. I wasn't expecting to have a long conversation, but um, I was thinking maybe if she felt the same way, then maybe we would have a conversation. So, um, 
but to me it was uh, kind of exhausting because it kind of was going back and forth and like becoming a game a little bit. And that's when it gets kind of emotionally exhausting for me because I don't like to play games. Like I get, I get the whole game thing and I will play games. Like if, like if I'm playing the field or something, or if I'm barely trying to get to know somebody in that kind of way, because I'll play a game in a way that I want to get to know them. But I don't like when we're friends and then, you know, you're, you're real with that person. And then they start playing games. Then like that to me is like, it's kind of backwards a little where bit. that identity has been established. Yeah. And yeah, things go a little askew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel you on that. So that, that those kind of situations for me, those get, that gets exhausting. And then that's, that's why I just try to avoid that. It felt great letting, letting all that out because it, it felt, it felt really, um, I felt really settled after all that because the kind of conversations that me and this person were having actually was just really intense. And, and it took that in-person contact for me to, for me to, uh, be at that point doing it via text or via phone call is okay, but having that physical eye contact and letting yourself be known is something that I haven't done with, uh, with anyone in quite a while. So that's why hence it was extremely taxing on me to do that. So I just, yeah, it was one hell of a day yesterday. Um, got it. Got it. The, so what do you feel like the overall, like kind of reaction was, or it was like, all positive. I went, I went in, I went in a little flustered, mm-hmm. you know, a little like nervous, mm-hmm. but knowing how I truly felt and my, in my direction led me to just have uh, confidence within mm-hmm. after I just let them know how I felt. So yeah, I felt really good about it. After, uh, really felt really good about it after the whole thing. So yeah. And and of course, it takes the New York Knicks today to uh, another classic loss to uh, to ruin uh, my weekend. Um, luckily, uh, they played the Clippers and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are playing out of their mind right now. They finally got that system going and it, we, it was close. Dude, I yell. I yell too much during these games. It's 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 bad. Well, you want you want I think you see the potential in your team and you want them to exercise that potential to their fullest and maybe pull out some of these games here like the games that you know you could win at least yeah i'm i'm trying to imagine them winning the clipper game but i can't visualize it mm-hmm. just because within the actual realm of possibility they they can but it takes a lot of there's there's a lot of factors on a team like the clippers for that to happen mm-hmm. you have to have you know Kawhi, paul george marcus morris you have to have all those guys on the off day and that's like asking the the prime warriors like to have an off day. You're gonna ask Steph, KD, and Clay at that point to have an off day. Come on, mm-hmm. not gonna happen. But whatever. The big positive that actually took off from uh, from Friday and Thursday though. I have a subscription to Audible. Okay. And it, it, look, it sounds like it's a good segue to have one of as as a, as a sponsor, right? It's Audible.com. <laughs> What would our what would our code be like our promo code? Use promo code sit, <laughs> or like come sit with us or with <laughs> us one. I don't know with us one. <laughs> the but the audiobook that I was listening to, uh, Magnetic Charisma by Patrick King. Mm-hmm. 
was a great asset for me to take into when I had to uh, talk to the specific person come Saturday. Mm-hmm. I had a not normally a charismatic person, mm-hmm. average charisma for the average guy, you know, that every average guy should have. You guys should have charisma and should have confidence. I can't encourage that enough. The so who is this person? Who is this person? Like, how, how did you know them for like a while? Or oh, a this is the one we've been talking about. This is the one where I told you that I haven't seen her in like a year and a half. Okay. This is the yeah. one we mentioned. I think, um, I think we mentioned about you guys had a history or a past That's before. Correct. And there was still like a conversation that you guys were needed to have about yes. certain things. So yeah, the way things went down. Absolutely. That is the one. Okay. So back to the audiobooks mm-hmm. is that magnetic I recommend Magnetic Charisma by Patrick King. Mm-hmm. But I got a good perspective on somebody. Somebody that I hold as a as a role model to myself. Good old Barry. Good old Barack Obama. Okay. The he has a book before he decided to run for his presidency called The Audacity of Hope. And he narrates it. And the beauty of that. He narrates it? Oh, he, I forgot. I don't know if I told you like a random fact that I hold all the time is Barack Obama is actually the only president to actually have an Emmy. He has an Emmy for his narration, his book narrations. That's how good he is. So Did not know that. Emmy, <laughs> Emmy award winning president. <laughs> Didn't um, know that. He narrates the book, and this is the beauty about when authors narrate their own books. Their their pain, their emotions, their successes are, um, you know, are spoken how they want it. It's his book, it's his writing, and it's his narration. So you're going to get the most direct connection of his mind and thought in the book and it is it's so far it's so far it's really great and you end up learning a lot more about him in this book especially in the early years he's all mm-hmm. all does he crack any jokes in that oh area? no dude it's like all business mm. i wasn't really uh want to get into politics but i had a conversation with michelle and my kids and i decided to go for it i'm like dang this guy's <laughs> doing really good like he's he's I, I, I love him more and more each day because the guy's just the guy went above and beyond yeah. and now, I literally try, I, broke the color barrier. I try to be diplomatic, but I just had to bust a cap in that ass. Like, you know? <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> studied studied law. <laughs> lawyer. Now, successful lawyer and US Senator. And dude, it's the guy the guy's amazing. Like You may have heard off or not. <laughs> uh, I couldn't turn the cheek this time. Oh man! And I, you know what's funny? Because it's normally not how he speaks, mm-hmm. but when he really puts on that southern twang, yeah, I told you now. Like anytime he does it, I'm like Barry. Come on! Oh, bro, did you, you see when he sang? Did you like see that? when he sang "Amazing Grace" at the church? He's like "Amazing Grace." Like he was like talking about like he told I think Michelle on the plane that he was going to go for it. And, she, and or I don't know if it was Michelle or somebody close to him yeah. in the circle, but they were like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Cause you don't have, you don't have the voice. He goes, I can, I can pull this off. I can pull this off. There we go. So he, you could tell he's a little nervous before singing amazing grace. He's yeah. like, amazing grace, amazing grace. Like he's trying to he work himself to do <laughs> how sweet the sound, how sweet the sound. And then like he works his way into, into the song. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
but he pulls it off. He pulls it off. I, I recommend people read The Audacity of Hope or listen to it on the way to and fro from work. Um, it's helped it's helped me gain a perspective on a person that I have established in my life as a role model. So yeah, it is a great a great listen so far. I can't tell say it's a great read. It's mm-hmm. an audiobook. Mm-hmm. You know. It still counts as reading a book, right? I mean, in your No, it does. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say this, Mark, because I think people know already I'm, I am more, more conservative and more, uh, I'm Republican leaning for sure. Um, I, I, I'm not far right though. And like, you know, I'm not, I'm not like too extreme right either though. So let me say this about Obama. Um, you know, I have a lot of respect for uh, Barack Obama. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, for a long time, Republicans, pundits, you know, on Fox News, things like that. A long time, the narrative was about, oh, we're getting more debt, more trillion dollar debt, trillion dollar debt, trillion dollar debt. That was our story. That was our story, you know, about the debt. We're getting into more debt. And that was a criticism on that they put on Barack Obama. So come now, we're in 2021 now. We have had Trump, right, who's gotten us into way more debt, right? And that narrative has gone away. And it's not just, it's it's not even just like Trump. I feel like no matter what president we got, America is getting more and more and more and more into debt. And it's just increasing more and more it's as the, the democratic progress. stigma. So I, I don't even feel like, you know, that whole thing about Republicans being upset about the debt, I think that was just all kind of bogus. Cause I mean, where were the same Republicans that were crying about debt when we got into way more debt, you know? So to me, it's like, dang, okay. So that's kind of like, what was all that? What was all that for? Right. You know? So I feel like he got, he got, you know, um, uh, he got a, a bad rap on him regarding debt. And it wasn't, and also too, the thing, the thing I take into perspective is that we had, um, you know, the bubble, the market crash, the, with the housing crash or whatever that happened, that is something hard to turn around. Um, but he did do it, you know, he did turn it around. And so, you know, I, I look back at it now and I look at it and see the times he, you know, he was being slammed by the media because, um, the Republicans took the Senate like halfway in his term, right? The Republicans took the Senate and that was like a bad signal, a bad sign. But then you see Obama come out. He just, he handles all the hard questions and these, the media were going just as equally as hard as they go on Donald Trump. I was, I was hearing all the questions. They were going at Obama hard with these questions. So it wasn't just like they were going at Trump hard. They were also going at Barack Obama, the same equally as hard. And the way he answered these questions and took control that, that showed me that this guy was a good, a great leader. And this is coming from a, you know, somebody who is Republican, mind you. So I'm a Republican and I can still see that there's absolute great leadership there. Yeah. His, one of his, one of the things that I took away from his first couple of chapters is that he has, he says his weakness is his restlessness. He doesn't sit on his successes and with every great person lies that for everything that they get recognized for at the top, there has to be at least a few dozen successes along the way. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the true traits of successful people. They have to, 
keep going. They have mm-hmm. to. Success is this never-ending summit. It's like a mountain with a treadmill on it. You're gonna keep going. You're gonna keep going. You'll get a little higher and higher, but you have to go. You have to go more. You have to intensify, in order for you to keep pursuing and keep succeeding. And when I heard that, I was like, man, I am, I am hearing this guy talk about that before he even goes into his presidency before he even goes into the election this is circa 2004 2002 so it's not even an idea yet mm-hmm. which is pretty cool to which is pretty cool to see this is a great perspective uh to see him as you know yeah. it's kind of like seeing a a you know like mike trout in the minors mm-hmm. before he actually became a, a successful right. baseball yeah. player yeah which is cool and interesting to, to to know and see how Someone well, whose mind, where the mindset was before becoming that. Yeah, definitely interesting. I, I do want to say, too, though, that, you know, the criticisms uh, on Obama, I feel like were about the film, the overall feeling that uh, it almost was like a feeling of, I think, from the Republican side of it perspective, I'm not saying this is my feeling or opinion, but I know the story or the narrative from Republicans was like, um, it was almost like kind of like we were weak in the way of like, let's say the Iran deal. We, we offered a lot of money, you know, and we're paying them a lot of money and not really sure if Iran's going to keep their end of that bargain or not. Um, or uh, I think Obama, um, I think there was one situation where he uh, went to apologize for, was it a, like where the atomic bomb was launched in, in, Oh, we actually apologized in, uh, to uh, the Japanese people. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a lot of like this thing that they were like um, painting on him, like that he was weak in, in like foreign affairs, you know. And that's kind of why Republicans wanted somebody who was going to be tough, right? Who, who, who then, then that's where Donald Trump fits right in because he's acting tough and you know. But you know, I I really feel like we're not really seeing the whole picture here and we're just seeing like clips and we're, we're prejudging this as well. So I get the criticisms on LeBron, uh, LeBron, on Obama, LeBron Obama. <laughs> I get the criticisms. I, I get, I understand why there's a feeling and a sentiment like, Oh, you know, we need someone stronger or tougher on things. But I mean, I, I do feel like, you know, he might be misjudged a little bit. Um, and that's, I guess where I'm going to leave it. Yeah. The Isaiah man, you, you, it's, it's, it's as if you have your own podcast. Oh, wait a minute. You do the deep end. Make sure you guys tune into the deep end. <laughs> uh, one of the, one of the shows, one of the many shows on the deep end network, um, where Isaiah tackles the tough topics. There's times where you'll hear me say, Hey, look at these are questions for the deep end. That's what I mean. After it because after it comes out of our podcast pay grade, <laughs> I immediately reverted to Isaiah to tackle because he's a lot better uh, doing that, especially with the uh, the show the deep end he tackles um, those various well, topics. You, Appreciate you. Thank you. Oh man. no, you know what, what's a uh, what's a show without some shameless promotion? You know, mm-hmm. it's not like I do it. You know, it's not like I have my own small business called the Notorious Pin. Uh, on Instagram or the notoriouspin.com that offers oh. exclusive products that you can only get through. Yeah, you have the pins, website. t-shirts, and we'll be at the uh, Santa Ana Night Market next yeah. week. You know, just highly collectible yeah. stuff, you know. But but who's you know well, who's, who's counting? Anything, you know? I mean, but who's promoting? Anything? <laughs> exactly, who's doing that? I have. I think I just might retire and just uh, put it all on Dogecoin. I think that's what everyone's doing. 
And I like the fact that we're all, I like the fact that the, the average blue collar man is actually trying mm-hmm. to monopolize the stock market. And I also enjoy the fact mm-hmm. that the, the rich white collar yuppies mm-hmm. are actually not with it. They're saying, Hey, this is wrong. Whoa, what? For other people to get money and not you? For these hedge fund guys to get mad because they're not matching the short and they're losing a ton of money? This is exactly what capitalism is, baby. We are fighting back, basically ricocheting our financial money back at them and them getting wounded with the good old stock market. That's right. So to summarize, several Redditors have combined forces and actually made some stocks and cryptocurrency jump through the roof as of the last couple of, uh, I'd say, week and a half. For example, um, I actually had some calculations here for the first time in a long time here. Come sit with us. Nice. Um, Let's put this in perspective. So we're talking about GameStop, right? Yeah. GameStop, as you know, is pretty much a dying dying company. Mm -hmm. It was at one point for a long time. And it's... I'm just waiting for someone to buy it out and just collect collect on it liquidate it I'm, I'm waiting for that mm-hmm. i'm waiting for kb toys to like make a comeback or something or or something of that nature one share of gamestop as of november 3rd 2020 was sitting at 11.57 $11.57 gets you one share in gamestop so a thousand of that a thousand of those shares would come out to about roughly eleven thousand five hundred seventy dollars those same 100 shares as of the 31st of January in 2021, one share of GameStop stock is $312.01. That 1,000 shares that we're talking about would have landed you $312,000. Not instant retirement, but that's a healthy down payment in some good California real estate. Oh, yes. That is some great perspective, and I give kudos for anyone that actually sat on GameStop stock that long. I wouldn't have. I don't. I wouldn't have thought of it as a wise investment. Um, the beauty of all this, though, again, to go back to the point, is that people that prey on businesses not succeeding are at the mercy of all this. I enjoy this, but what I don't enjoy is when Robinhood puts a stop on people like me people like you Isaiah purchasing stocks through their app in an open market I love myself a good class action lawsuit I do expect some sort of class action lawsuit coming very shortly in regards to Robin Hood being the defendant because this is that what they did Mm -hmm. as far as blocking the GameStop stock from being purchased on their app is highly unethical and it's also illegal because it's an see, open market. See, I was thinking of it like uh, almost kind of like in social media sphere where, uh, for example, you know, people uh, or YouTube, for example, is taking down all like human on stuff or whatever because they're trying to prevent um, uh, they're trying to prevent something from happening in, in reality. And I thought of it like Robin Hood's trying to prevent this like kind of this puff up and sell of stock the short. Right. For example, trying to prevent that by doing by I guess not allowing people Limiting to do their it shares. Their yeah. So, so I felt like maybe they were doing the right thing by not allowing that. But do you, you, you feel it is unethical. Right. Absolutely. Well, this, the because stock market, the, open market. the so stock you should market be able has to do... always been the, the business, the businessman's wild west. 
we why should if if that stock is going crazy and just because a lot of people are puffing up the price on that stock mm-hmm. who's who's there to stop why would so you who makes the decision it? of like or why did they make the decision for for people to all in all from stock? what i've sum- summarized is that they don't want this hyperinflated stock coming up because there's going to be Robinhood isn't going to be there to pay for pay for those shares you know especially when they sell Imagine when the big dump comes along where everyone's going to dump that stock. Who's at the receiving end of it? It's GameStop that doesn't even have the money to begin with. And it's Robinhood at that point, apparently, that doesn't have the money to begin with. The ironic thing about Robinhood is that the Robinhood of legend actually gave, you know, stole from the rich and gave to the poor. But now Robinhood is blocking the poor from becoming rich and now giving back the rights back to the rich. The real, real funny irony I see in in the name Robin Hood now, I'm 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 just wildly upset at that. Not that I try to capitalize on it. That's not my bag. I'm more of like a long term investment kind of guy, especially with the stocks I'm resting on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just funny. It's funny how now I'm seeing that there's it's amateur hour on my Instagram stories because I see people just here's my stock, like. Bro, come on. I like, and they don't redact the certain, you guys need to censor certain things on your, like in your private portfolio, your private financial portfolio. I should never know how much you have in your stock portfolio, nor should I know how much you paid for your shares. No, I don't want to see it. No one should see it. It's private information. I redact my private information on that, though. I will show you the five year span. I will never show you what i have like so did you have dodgecoin do on yours is yeah. what i was going to get to isaiah do you see that on your on your end yeah i do i do i, I didn't know what was going on though right? <laughs> i just crazy, saw a bunch right? of stuff a bunch of stuff regarding the stock market and i was like i, I don't even know what's going on so i think yeah. when we talked you know then i had asked you like exactly what was going on because i think you kind of already looked into it a little bit more yeah. uh and so I, I kind of had an idea, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. I wasn't sure because I saw GameStop and I saw Market and I saw Reddit. So I just kind of put those three <laughs> know, pieces what together. What kind of combination is that? <laughs> I know. Just imagine a triangle. It's yeah, like, a, it's like a, weird a, triangle. a triangle and you just see a dollar sign in the middle of that triangle. Yeah, and the little Reddit emblem. It's, it's basically a bunch of Redditors got together and said, hey, look, let's pump up this, this stock and let's see what happens. A lot of people are actually, you know... G- I've heard people take care of vet costs. Mm-hmm. I've heard people take care of doctor visits because of the 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 short sale that you get after you know this inflated stock. The, that's the beauty of it. These are these are you know middle to lower class issues that we deal with on all on mm-hmm. all the time. You think you think a, a Wall Street white collar guy is actually going to pop open? Hey man, here's a, start a GoFundMe. No. His legacy from his family's name has already got him a, an estate, uh, life insurance, all that good stuff. There's stuff that we have to, as a lower and middle class, have to do to get those things. Homeboy's not going to have a GoFundMe. He already has it all taken care of. The one thing that those guys have to worry about is getting new horseshoes for their horse for their next polo game. Mm-hmm. Like those are the issues that they got to deal with. Do you think it's a little hypocritical, you know, when people say, oh, Wall Street again is at it where they because you already know how crooked Wall Street is. Do you think it's now hypocritical that people come average Joe pe- people now are doing the same thing that we criticized billionaire Wall Street people in doing? The common man should get involved like this. 
Because this is... So everybody should be crooked. Just everybody. No, should everyone be. should be opportunists. Yes. Wow, that's a good yes. play on the word. It's a good change on the yes. word. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I said um, crooked, you said opportunity. <laughs> so, um, did you partake in any of this uh, stock market craze even after you no. Uh, no, talked I, to I, me I, about it? I, I do want to get into the stock market. I haven't, though, yet. I, you know, I'm always interested, though, into what's going on in... Um, in our economy and, and also on oh, the Wall Street. I thought you were going to say narcotics. I thought narcotics. you were going to say narcotics. I was like, whoa. <laughs> no. I wanted to get I'm always interested in what's going on with drugs I nowadays. I to get into narcotics. <laughs> what's the stock on drugs uh, now? Oh, man. Um, uh, the rate cocaine is moving right now. I really want to get this into narcotics. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, no, but I'm always interested in it. My brother, though. My brother. So I was telling you earlier before the show. My brother is like, my brother's gotten super into it. And I think we've even brought this up on the show. Um and so he's super into it. I, I already, I just, I just barely asked him like, Hey, so what's going on with this whole like stock market thing? Oh bro. He was just like two bro, hours goes, later. And then you take that share, divide that, split <laughs> Dude, that. This guy is talking like he is freaking it's like the movie a game of 21 too. He's all like, you, when it gets to 11, you got to split that. Yeah. Cause I guess he got, he got, um, he's calling me right now. As a matter of fact, I guess he got, should we ask him about it? Sure. Okay, let on. him know he's live. All right. Let me see. Hey, yo, hey, yo bro. Yo, bro, we're live right now on uh, on on the podcast. Come sit with us. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your opinion about the stock market crash and all that? My opinion on the stock, <laughs> stock market Well, you crash. were telling me the other day you had Dogecoin, right? So you had that already? Dogecoin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry I'm pronouncing yeah. it wrong. I do have Dogecoin, correct. So you picked it up, like, uh, when did you pick it up? Like, why did you pick it up? And, like, is it available now? Can you even get it? I picked it up in November because of the TikTok hype. Uh, got okay. it, got it. Do you recommend people to invest into Dogecoin now? I do recommend, but it's very hard to obtain at the moment for the average man. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless you're uh, unless you're very creative with ways to obtain Dogecoin, it's probably going to be hard for you to obtain it. Wow, I like that. I, I like the very kingpin uh, kingpin esque uh, answer you gave us. I, I really like that. <laughs> but I, yeah, the um, stock market is under attack by are, the average man. Are you are are you for these um, for these uh, these stock apps to hold embargoes on you buying more GameStop uh, stock? Um. I'm against it, yes, because it's not a free market anymore. Yes, mm, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. But as a hedge fund owner, I mean, it does affect me. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost billions. Really, I've lost bro? Billions, I've lost billions, billions of dollars in the last couple of weeks. So you're in the upper echelon. <laughs> you're in the upper class of Wall Street, huh? I love As it. As a Wall Street investor and a hedge fund owner, yeah. Oh man, yeah. I, yeah. Now it all makes sense why I saw you with those you and uh, you and Bernie Madoff a couple of years ago. Now this all makes sense. Yeah, me and the burn. Yeah, it's. Uh, 
It's a tough times, tough times at the moment. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I, pre- I appreciate yeah. you coming on. Come sit with us, Chuck. Yeah, we'll, uh, we appreciate you real quick for just dropping your gems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of had a feeling uh, something was going on in the stock market world, so I had a call. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for calling us. I, we appreciate you your time. The, you know. the Dogecoin is on, on the move today. I think it is going to push <laughs> 7 to 8 cents again today, so... <laughs> That's dope. Yeah. All right. Well, try to try to save me some shares, bro. Can I buy some shares off of you? Uh, at the moment, uh, there's no buying, and selling, no trading. Damn. Oh, so uh, now he's so now he's closing off his open market. <laughs> I'm at limit buys only today. So. That's dope. All right, yeah. Chuck. I well, appreciate, appreciate you step, coming on board. Come sit with us. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, uh, appreciate the time. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> for sure, for sure, bro. I'll talk to you later then. Yes, right, Wow, that was a beautiful <laughs> impromptu call. It was from your brother. Yeah, I told you, man. He's he, super into it right now. That was an incredible guest spot. I knew that he wasn't ready for that. No, he was not ready. For but that. he didn't plan that. That was to- that was like real professional. That was a real. He was really just calling me off the cuff right now. I'm glad that you established the fact. Hey, look, you're on. Come some of this first. Just before it. it's like, hey, you got any toilet paper at the house or something? Like whatever you wanted to call you about. Oh man. So yeah. So even going up to to Dogecoin, um, I I tried at it. But after I saw that, took a little bit of a, a little bit of a dive that I didn't like seeing. Um, I backed out, so mm. that wasn't uh, that wasn't all for me. They're also doing the same thing with that, where if you try to buy an excess of cryptocurrency right now, they don't want you to buy at the, at the, at the price that you're gonna get it because after it inflates, there's gonna be no one to fork over the. You'll basically be at the mercy of of the people with that money dude so what happens when wall street opens up like this where now the common man is affecting the market see the these see again this is one of those questions <laughs> that's out outside of the pay grade come sit with us my best answer for that though yeah but see is, mark's always the one i go to though so i always ask him the quick question the my, my best answer for that would be there's going to be a lot of awareness being brought on to to companies that are like gamestop so, for example, Nokia Monday, a lot of people are going to be watching Nokia and how that goes because they're trying to what they're going to try to do is there, a lot of Redditors are going to amass opinions about certain companies, certain failing companies that they can turn a quick profit over. Because mm. as of right now, based on the stocks, uh, the shares of GameStop, GameStop's has more has a more effective price per share than Apple does. That's crazy. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's now a Fortune 500 company, and yeah. it literally happened in a week and a half. Yeah. So there's, you see how volatile that that can be because yeah. GameStop's not prepared to pay out those shares. Where are they going to have the money? These guys have been bleeding for the last five, six years. So yeah, it's mm. it's it's getting wild. And as it progresses, I I guess we're gonna have Chuck as the financial advisor. We yeah. see we're expanding the production budget here. It comes in with us because now we have yeah, Chuck, a, a all financial right consultant now. here on the. Yeah. Uh, He's knee deep. Dogecoin's gonna be close enough. Seventy cents. I was like, oh gosh. Um, but yeah, so to close off on that uh, on that quick talk about the stock market, the disclaimer: uh, the previous segment in no way, shape, or form endorses. Uh, 
Isaiah or myself, we endorse the stock market or encourage you to purchase GameStop's volatile stock. Please take the proper precautions when pursuing the precarious and proactive stocks in the stock market. Where did you get the disclaimer? The precarious and provocative stocks in the stock market. So, where did you pull that from? Some disclaimer you got right there? Well, no, I just wanted to make sure to write that down. Uh, Make sure we uh, kind of share away from that. But speaking of two gigantic behemoths raking in a ton of money, how about we talk about Godzilla versus Kong? Oh, I'm excited about that, bro. Me too. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. This is the first series of Godzilla and Kong films that uh, I've actually been following along. And I even went in further and educated myself on the timelines that they've had because mm. Kong Skull Island takes place in the 1970s and all the, all the uh, Godzilla movies take place in current time. So now the one thing that we have to go on is the gap between Kong from the 1970s and now an older Kong in post uh, so in like current day. The Kong or it's Godzilla goes back in time, right? He goes backwards in time. And that's where he meets up Kong when he goes backwards in time, kind of like the movie we just saw, right? No. I wish it was that. That's nah, pretty kidding. impressive. <laughs> but <laughs> no, sure. it's yeah. actually Kong's it's... been apparently chilling in Skull Island. And now he's he's the uh, he's the good guy in all this. And now this is a, tr- a switch of roles because it looks like it's presented as Godzilla is the... Uh, is the antagonist in this in this film Godzilla versus Kong? I'm surprised the Rock's not in it or something. God, Rampage! All the ra- all the Rampage animals <laughs> come. He actually did a Rampage movie. Like he actually, did I it. forgot about that. I didn't even see that. I and I've been seeing a lot of the Dwayne Johnson movies. I've been I saw Central Intelligence. I saw a bunch of the other movies. I feel like a lot of the movies would be almost kind of similar. Yeah, I I really don't want to watch Rampage. Like though. In the same vein of Rampage is the Baywatch movie. Mm-hmm. And I drove my little happy ass to go see the Baywatch movie. And I was very, very disappointed. I've never seen a Dwayne Johnson cash grab so absurd yeah. in my life. And Baywatch was one of those. And I was just like, you know what? I got to chill. And then the next like three months later, like it I saw Skyscraper. It, it wasn't it wasn't The Rock's fault though, huh? Like no. I mean, The Rock did a good job acting. The way you mean, I'm sure no. he did, his performance was fine. The thing is, it's is just, that if it's Seven Bucks production, yeah. that's him. He's but he he's is Seven Bucks production. But he's deciding to do these films, probably knowing that it's not going to be the oh, greatest. Yeah. He he knew that Baywatch was just yeah. going to be this crass, crude you know rated r rated r movie so it's a big it makes sense it gets people in the seats the name and then you got the rock and zach efron was and in zach the efron yeah. so just that alone would get people there but so yeah. in uh back to back to these other beasts not just dwayne johnson's uh dwayne johnson in my knowledge <laughs> dwayne my knowledge, johnson on wow huh? dwayne's johnson no no wow dwayne johnson that's what you called dwayne. the beast wow so that behemoth <laughs> Look at that animal. Dwayne's wow, Johnson's. Uh, so my knowledge of the 2010 storyline on Godzilla, I'm actually, with, with all these successful movies that they've had so far, I'm very excited for it. Mm. Because now, apparently, that there's there's been a couple of... Uh, I guess they didn't edit this trailer right because apparently people actually are finding out that Mechagodzilla's in it now. Mm, so totally you're familiar with Mechagodzilla, that. right? No. Let, so Mechagodzilla is the robotic version of Godzilla. Mm. So the plot may be that 
a lot of probably that Godzilla is getting framed and that people have, you know, they've actually made a Mecha Godzilla instead. What was the Green Rangers Megazord called? Was it the Tiger Zord? No, the other one. Oh, the, the, uh, the Dragon Zord? Was it the Dragon Zord? Yeah. yeah. The Dragon Zord. Yeah, that would, I mean, that would be, that's pretty cool. It's unfortunate that it slipped out, though. Right. So. Well, the Ice Cream Man's here. Do you want anything? Uh, can I get a snow cone, bro? <laughs> snow cone. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm you go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, um, does that ice cream man that passed by, do they mm. have soft serve? A lot of ice cream men like are starting to do soft serve now. Really? I, dude, I don't, I don't know, bro. Like an actual honest. cone, like with some ice cream. I don't know. No. I don't know if I could trust it, bro. No, me neither. <laughs> no, I do not trust a, a, a you want the soft serve? Would you like some soft serve kids? <laughs> the, I want a soft serve. No, well. Wow, I'm wow, glad you wow. stopped the tracks on that one. <laughs> so, the the whole the whole idea of this is that there's had been there had been a lot of changes that Kong had to go through because, um, the King Kong and Peter Jackson's King Kong was mm-hmm. a lot smaller mm-hmm. than this one, and so this one had to get taller just to match up the size of Godzilla. Because as you know, Godzilla is a Godzilla is literally the size of a building. So so he had to get taller. You said though it had to be a bigger version of uh, King Kong. It couldn't be the King Kong, the King that Kong we've, that, yeah. you know, the Peter Jackson's right. timeline and every that. This is why he's called just Kong, because now it's it's a different monster universe. Okay. Because now you can't really call him King Kong. It's like a bunch it's of not really the King Kong legal mumbo jumbo that I don't want to get Even into. Even though how is Kong better than King Kong? I don't know, but yeah. I um, but this one's it's a lot Kong. taller. And a, the coolest part about this is that apparently uh, Kong has a weapon now. He has he has a uh, an oh, uh, an axe. This axe is Why actually. Why does he need an axe? I don't know. Oh, dude, trust me. When so, did he learn how to use this axe? This I don't axe know is a, literally a big bone right. from one of the from one of the kaiju's that he mm-hmm. um, that he uh, has taken down, mm-hmm. and on the edge of that to make it an actual axe weapon, not just like a club. Mm-hmm. He actually has one of the one of the back pieces to Godzilla, so apparently they probably fought before. Mm. And so he actually has one of history. his one of his like back spine pieces. You know how like a stegosaurus. <laughs> so like how a stegosaurus yeah, would yeah. have those pieces yeah, in the back yeah. to protect himself. Right, right. Imagine one he of those. One of those. Yeah. Dang. That's nuts. Yeah, that is nuts. But you know, this makes me realize like, in the movies, we're always gonna have. I feel like now we're always gonna have a a Kong or a Godzilla like for centuries to come or something. Like it's like a I tradition so. almost. Especially if this series is very successful. I love seeing. Our modern with our modern CGI and our special oh, effects the technology and stuff. Oh, they're gonna make it good, I, bro. I, I mean, dude, I don't want to put, I don't want to put, you know, I don't want to jinx it either. So, I, I do th- I think they have the capability to make it good. But we'll see. I've seen the the, the 2010 iteration of Godzilla mm-hmm. blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Brian Cranston was in it, fresh off Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. The guy from uh, Kick Ass was in it. The the, uh, the main guy from Kick-Ass was in it. And wow, that was just, it was an impressive film. And then Kong, Kong Skull Island came out. And that was even, that was as good as Godzilla. Yeah. So they have been, this is a good successful buildup. This isn't like the 
the dark universe that we almost had. Remember when they were going to combine all the like Dracula, Frankenstein's right. monster, <clears throat> and all yada yada. Right. right. Um, all it took was a failed mummy movie to 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 ruin all that. But yeah, no, I'm excited that this is actually the opposite of that, where we actually have a successful a successful like collision of two successful gigantic monsters in their own right combining yeah. to face off. Hopefully not like the tagline is one has to fall. So one of these dudes got to go. And with my money, like I'd rather see Godzilla keep going versus Kong because it's there's just the franchise because Godzilla fights so many other beasts, you know? It's, yeah. And uh, I think just having Kong showcase here is a great spot. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, what's he, interesting with Kong though is like, uh, or King Kong is like, he has a long history in, in Japan. Right. And um, I was watching something on Netflix about Nintendo when they, when they first created uh, Donkey Kong. And I guess they almost couldn't create Donkey Kong because King Kong was saying it was ripping off of them. Right. And so they had this big old legal battle and whatnot. And yeah. they were finally able to win because I forgot, um, because they, they said that, that, that Kong or King Kong or Kong in itself is yes. like a term for like a big beast. It doesn't right. have to be King Kong. They use that in general for anything big. Like Kong. Yes. So that's an interesting thing. I didn't really know. Or Was that understand. from the gaming historian? Uh, it might have been. He, he he dove into that into that subject before. It might have been. It might have been. It it could have been him or it could have been Netflix. So oh it yeah, too. It, it was like the history of games or something. Yeah, they yeah. had that series on Netflix yeah. too. You're right. And they said the guy, the lawyer that helped them win, he his name was Kirby, and he oh, looks yeah. like he the character. The, they, they created the character he based looks off like Kirby. No, it's the other way around. I mean, though, they created Kirby based off of him. Yeah. So that the, to honor him for like saving that that cool. franchise, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, excited to see this go down, bro, especially with, I'm hoping that they can utilize the technology. Hopefully they got the right budget for it and oh, to see yeah. it ongoing, like Godzilla continuing to beat up all these beasts. Yeah. I want, they, them to, they have I, a lot. I want them to bring like Ultraman and like, I want to see Ultraman fight Godzilla. <laughs> I want to like, yeah. I want to see how they bring that into modern, <clears throat> in modern, uh, modern times. The beauty about all that is that there's ancient Greek mythical monsters that are canon in this universe so mm -hmm. like typhon leviathan mm. the loch ness monster is actually a canon beast so there's actually a lot of a lot of monsters that they can bring back because they've already in godzilla 2 king of the monsters they already brought back mothra they did king Ghidorah, and they did somebody else anyway but yeah, so they've they've done it already, and it was definitely impressive. I just can't wait to see who's coming out for this one, cause you know how like all these versus movies go. Like it's it looks like it's gonna be them against them, but then there's like this outside thing that happens where they have to join forces. Mm -hmm. I hope it's that because then it helps with the whole one has to fall tagline. I hope that just is null and void, and they keep just doing these movies. But we'll see. I'm excited for it nonetheless. Just because of the fact that they actually stuck to the premise of just having the monsters fight instead of it being about these these A list characters, yes, yes. a la Transformers with like yes. Mark Wahlberg and yeah, because that's all we want to see. We just want to see these big old monsters smack down each other, basically. Yes, that's like what we want to see and total destruction and chaos of like us just screaming like ah running out of the way of these yes. big old creatures, right? 
Yeah. And it's the, the thing with Godzilla, the mythos of that is beautiful. Like the tail. Cause we never know what's in the sea, bro. Like yeah. you don't know what kind of beast is lying in the sea. Like, so the idea of this big beast coming out of the sea is just crazy, bro. And the 98, the 98 Godzilla, that's the one that you and I were brought up with. Mm-hmm. And wow. Well, what a stinker that was. Matthew Broderick was the lead guy. No, no diss on Matthew Broderick, but it's like, when you think of action you flicks, think do you of think Matthew of Broderick, Ferris Bueller? No. no, you don't. I don't either. No, it you was, think of like the nice guy. He's a nice guy. So yeah. you'd put him in one of those movies, those kind of movies, not 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 yeah. in Godzilla. So yeah, I'm excited for it. Can't wait for that to happen. Um, to cap off the with the positive affirmation of "Come sit with us" is overcoming the small fears. There's a theme park out there in Orlando, Florida, called Volcano Bay. And I ended up going there as far as the trip goes for the Atlanta trip that I had. Um, they have this area of slides called the Koikiri, the Koikiri, oh, the Koikiri body plunge. And there's there's this big slide that they have, right? Mm-hmm. Not that I have a fear of heights. I just get really uneasy with drop rides, drop rides that don't have the pro- like restraints on them or any of that. Okay, yeah, I'm with you on that one. So, though. as soon as I walk up and see the volcano that I've been, you know, that I show people about Volcano Bay, it was like, it was like a, a musical to me. It was just like theater because I see it, and. There's audio piped in the, in this whole area, and all you hear is just the native, like like you have to. It's like this tone that gets you pumped up, and in the midst, in the middle of just the, all you hear is the whoosh, and you and I looked around. I was like, "What's this whoosh coming from?" So then I looked towards the end of the slide of the biggest slide that they have there, which is probably over about 150 feet. They say it's the largest enclosed drop drop slide that they in this in north america and i see where the the whoosh is coming from it's coming from that very slide and it's actually the kind of like the same effect as a as a gun would have when it the bullet ejects and all the the smoke comes out of that gun Mm -hmm. same sound would come out of that just you heard a whoosh come out it's nothing but the mist and the body and you splashing in the pool etc i had to conquer this fear I knew I was like, you know what? As much as I don't like big slides like these and big drops, I had to do it. I saw it and I was just like, son of a gun, I have to go up there. And that was like my first thing that I did. Like I got my locker, uh, took took all the took all of my belongings in the locker and just walked up and handled it. I believe taking advantage of these small victories can help you along the way for the bigger challenges you may see yourself in. Because if you can take down these the small fears one step at a time, I believe that you're able to achieve whatever you want to achieve because you could use those as examples. And like I mentioned to you guys of, of success being a treadmill, a nonstop treadmill, it takes a lot of successes and it takes along with those successes takes a lot of your, you know, a lot of your fears have to get conquered along the way too. It's just 
just a simple fact. A lot of that has to be taken care of because for you to be successful, you have to sacrifice characteristics that you were okay with having back then. Complacency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not wanting to do things, but you know you have to. Yeah. Engaging in your self-discipline. So there's, you guys got to overcome the small fears. And to me, that to me that was one of those examples that I had to take care of um, and handle. And I hope you guys have, uh, I hope you guys are able to do that too. Is there some certain example that you can provide with that, that like you've conquered recently? Well, I mean, I, I've talked with somebody recently who was like feeling depressed and stuff. And, um, the good news is that they're out of that now. Um, they were, they were just telling me about like how in the past they were feeling depressed in 2020. They were feeling really depressed up to the point of even suicide. Oh man. Um, now they're in a good place though. They're in a good place right now. But, um, I was talking with that person about it and, um, you know, just trying to relate a little bit and, and, and giving examples with myself and stuff like that. Cause I had a pretty tough time in 2022. Um, and you know, I, I was just, uh, recommending like, um, well, I, I was saying a lot of times, like if we don't address those fears, like you're bringing up and we let them like stack up and stack up and stack up we, and we start to have regret in our life and we start to like, now that becomes more of a burden on us. And we start to fall into this depression of like, you know, your life isn't what you expected it to be or wanted it to be because you have all this regret and all these things that you wanted to do better. So I was just telling them, you know, to just, you know, continue just doing your best at, you know, uh, handling those, um, whether it's fear or, uh, something you're not happy with addressing it, handling it. Don't just say, Oh, it's okay. Whatever. You know, it's fine. You know, go out and do it like what you are wanting to do and don't yeah. have a regret because then that, that comes back to later haunts you and you have to deal with it later and it's harder later to deal with. Um, and I, t- I mean, I take my own dose of medicine too. And I, I, I have to, uh, do that as well, you know? And I feel like, uh, if we all do that and address that, that, that will help not bottleneck all these issues later down the road when yeah. we've been, you know, unhappy or become Scrooge because, you know, we didn't, we just kept going on with life without, you know, addressing those kind of things. So, yeah, it's, that's one of those things where I really don't want to have any sort of regret. It's, it's not one of my fears that I'm going to have later in life because I'm trying to take care of all the things I want to take care of now while I still have the ability to do so. I don't, I don't wish regret on any person because it's just, just picks at you a little bit here and there, but then, you know, it eventually can create a huge dent over time. And I can just imagine how that magnifies for some person who didn't do what they wanted to do their life in their life. Yeah. And that's something yeah, that, like, I mean, I know a person, um, who, you know, they, they were, um, very close to me and very, very humble. Like they were uh, like very uh, cool, just a solid person, you know? And then they kind of fell into this, to this like black hole where, you know, they weren't happy with, you know, them still being at the home. They weren't happy with, how things were going in their relationship life or whatever, yeah. you know, so there was like single that he wasn't happy with, you know, he didn't get the job he wanted, you know, then he didn't get, go out and get education he wanted. And all these things start adding up and you start carrying that, those things and you start falling into a dark place, you know, and that's, that's what I see can happen. And you really got to 
change the perspective on it. I think we've talked about like perspective and things like that. You got to address those things. Cause if, yeah. if you just sit by and let you just let life pass you by and carry all this regret, that's just not the way. Yeah. It's It'll multiply and magnify. And yeah, that's somewhere you, you, I don't wish on any one of our listeners because it's, it's not, it's not a good thing to have. I, I can't imagine that. I just try to do my best to take care of all of what I could take care of now while I still have the time to do it, which is one of these, like, which is me doing a podcast, which is me doing all the stuff that I try to do in my everyday life. I want to wish you guys, uh, I actually want to thank you guys, excuse me, for listening into episode 25 of Come Sit With Us. I'm Mark Flores. And I'm Isaiah Martinez. And most importantly, be well.